for the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is For The Players, the pop culture as PlayStation podcast for 40 years of playing PlayStation and 10 plus years in that game's mini combined. I'd like to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8am on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9am on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, come and check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopculturist, where you can watch us record this show live, where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are listening to us on podcast services, to give us a five-star rating and a written review if you watch this on youtube be sure to like subscribe to the comment below i endeavor to answer every single comment and if you want to support us financially you can at patreon.com slash the pop cultures as well as our merchandise store popculture.com slash shop where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it now i've come to learn in the pre-show that both you and i have have had a nappy sunday mm-hmm why have you had a nappy Sunday? And that's nap as in have a sleep, not as in we are so hungover that we just didn't want to get up to do wheeze and poos, so we put nappies on. Um, no, we, we we had sleeps. I forgot to silence my phone. Oh, ro- rookie error. Ro- wait, the cookie watch okay. one. <clears throat> Why have I had a nappy day? So on Saturday, so yesterday at the time of recording, uh, my wife has organized to... She wants a new dining room table yes. for when we move house. Fantastic. So the one that we've got is dark wood. We're moving into a house with light tones and colors. So it's not going to fit. So she's like, I want to get a new dining room table. I'm like, cool, no worries. She found one. The catch is it also came with a coffee table and a side table as part of the package. Okay. So okay. I went and picked it up Saturday afternoon. Well, doesn't your, doesn't your current dining table come with a side table that is heavy as fuck? No, I thought it did. Still not just the just the dining room table and the six chairs. So we've got mm. the same thing. We've got another six seater dining table, and we now have a new coffee table. So we're using that coffee table as a TV unit, and we've tossed out the old ugly ass thing that we were using. So we've got a nice slimline oh, TV this is unit in the lounge. Now. Yeah, this is in the lounge. Nice, very nice. And then we've just got a side table that is currently sitting in the middle of the room with a bunch of crap on it. Because well, uh, I don't have a place for it yet. Well, because I remember when I <clears throat> when I was living with you for that window of time. I remember the, your big dining table, and then you had like a yeah. sideboard that was it just full of board games and shit, and it looked super fucking heavy. Oh, well, I we so I sold that. I oh, sold thank that, Christ! Uh, about eight eight nine months ago. Oh, bad. Yeah. So I'm now tr- I'm now trying to sell the old coffee table and the old dining room table, yes. which leads me to today's shitstorm of the monitor's not in here. Today's shitstorm of um, issues. So I took some photos of the old of the old uh, of the old dining room table and posted up on Facebook Marketplace. And uh, did you ask, did you minutes, ask for dollar dues or my three hundred dollar dues? Is oh, what nice, nice, nice. That could really go great towards uh, PSVR. <laughs> uh, pay pay for, for the. Gonna pay for the dining room table that we just bought. Also, that's <laughs> true. But um, within ten minutes, 
get a hit. Hey, is this, a, is this still available? Yes, it was listed 10 minutes ago. He's like, cool. I want to buy it. Okay. No haggling. No haggling. Just straight up, I want to buy it. I'm like, okay, cool. No worries. It's like, you got pay ID. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got pay ID. Because I use pay ID through my, my internet banking. So I sent him my email address because how my, my pay ID is set up. And he's like, yeah, now nah, we've, we've run into a problem. Um, I'm, I'm paying from a business account. You don't have a business account. Therefore, there's a limit. So I have to pay an extra $500 to upgrade your account, but I need you to, I need you to refund me that extra $500. No. Like, no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, just cancel, just cancel the thing and just get cash out and we'll just do cash. He's like, no, no, no. Um, I can't, I can't do cash. My, my friend's going to come pick it up. I'm like, well, pay ID him and he can get cash out. He's like, no, 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 just, just, I've already sent the money. You've got an email and I got an email from, from pay ID mm. and pay ID don't never email you directly. It's always your bank that emails you about a pay ID transaction. I'm like, I'm not sending you $500, dude. Like it's not going to happen. So he calls me. I answer the phone because like it's Facebook messenger. Like, fuck it. I'll answer it. Now, the 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 woman's name who wanted to buy this table <clears throat> is Anita, and I'm speaking to a man on the phone named Anita. Okay? Uh, yeah, he's like, that's my business name. I'm like, okay, cool. He's like, I've sent you my bank details so you can transfer me the five hundred dollars so you can release the funds. I'm like, cool. Uh, you're aware that the bank details you sent me are different to the ones that Pay ID want me to send. <laughs> right? He's like, no, they're not. I'm like. They are. And I took a screenshot of the email. I took a screenshot of what he just sent me. He's like, no, they're the same. I'm like, you you can read, right? You fuckhead. And then he's like, I'm going to report you. I'm like, report me. Do it. I don't care. Like, see what happens. And then I get another another email from clearly a fake email address saying, warning, warning, warning. We've contacted the FBI. I'm like, okay. I'm in Australia, dickhead. What's the FBI (laughs) going to do? So I still have a, ta- a table. <laughs> <laughs> so anyone watching the show wants a coffee table. And, a and, then, table. and then like out of curiosity, Ali, Ali did some Googling. She's like, oh, there's, there's this. So I, I took a screenshot of it and I sent it to him. Like, you may want to change your script up, dude, because like this is word for word, literally what all the, all the things are using. And then he blocked me. And yes. What a so recovery. I'm, par- I'm partially shattered because I really wanted that $300. <laughs> well, shout out for, you know, flighting the dude again in his own bullshit. Like, yeah. wonder how many people... He's like, like, oh, he's, he's like, I've now lost $800. I'm like, no, you haven't. You haven't transferred any money, dude. Like, yeah, no, you haven't. Who falls for this? <laughs> well, see, that's the fun part because it could have been me. wouldn't be me because I always just throw my shit on Marketplace for free. I'm like, just get rid of it. I don't fucking give a shit so yeah well that, that, was, that is that, was, that and, then, and then after that i just had a nap because i was tired from yesterday still and you were after tired moving, from all the uh moving the dining room table the the coffee table and everything you know else. from max cooper scam stopper you got very tired near to snooze yeah but on the positive side i'm gonna get a huge amount of sleep this week because my kid starts kinder tomorrow oh man you are going to oh. be a different person the light has reached the end of the tunnel. <laughs> I, I have reached the light at said end of tunnel. It's a it's a beautiful moment. So I'll do do school drop off or kinder drop off tomorrow morning with with the wife, and then fall asleep in the car. <laughs> it's the plan. <laughs> Love it. 
Um, so yeah, we spent the afternoon doing like label making everything, sticking yeah. labels on everything and all the spare clothes and all the other crap that they have to go to school with. So yeah. very exciting. Yeah. Good times. Extra, extra two and a half hours sleep a day. I won't know myself. Oh man. You're going to, you're going to be like not looking disheveled. You'll be glowing. You'll be all these different <laughs> things. You'll, you'll... I realize I'll essentially get an extra, what equivalent to me at the moment is two days of sleep a week. It's oh, it'll be the amount, of, the amount of sleep you average in the evening. Yeah. And then you add those. I'll, I'll, I'll essentially get an extra two nights of sleep every week. Wow. That's uh, effing huge, actually. Yeah, Scary, that's, that's a, that's a, but a huge. Huge, huge, uh, huge difference. So, Damn. Yeah. That's good. That's going to be so good. I'm so excited. I, I, I cannot. I, shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But how's your weekend been? Why did you nap today? Oh, well... Because you're a lazy fucker. Mostly, <laughs> yeah. No, so uh, my weekend was, was a bit more... Uh, no furniture was involved. So Really? You went to a wrestling show. How was no furniture involved? That was bullshit. <laughs> get your money back. <laughs> yeah, so as you said, so uh, we went up to Horsham, which is a country town here in Victoria. It's just shy of three and a half hours away from, from Geelong. Uh, so this is a brand new company. May, uh, owned by a couple of uh, friends of mine uh, and this is like their first ever big gig so as I had worked with these people before and I know them personally and like they are good kids like really good kids so for me it's I like I'm gonna go to the show I'll pay for tickets we'll, I'll drive on up um, I'll help if I help if they need but it was just want to support them because they've been so good to me in the past like so in, there were shows where I, you know, I was ring, head of ring crew or whatever for, for Renegades or whatever. And I was like, hey, I need, you know, I need, I had these people working under me and everything that I needed. They had no question, no issue. They, they obeyed. They, like it, the amount of people that come into a wrestling space to work, like say ring crew that are also workers, also wrestlers, I should say, that don't pull their weight is astounding. Like it, it's so, so incredibly frequent and it's very, very frustrating. So to have people come in and willing to do the work, grind and like, they're brimmed. Like, nah, I'm more than happy to, to drive up. So we drive up uh, to Horsham and the, the, ride, the drive was fine apart from being super effing long. That part sucked. That part sucked real hard. But on the drive up, so I drove up with my partner, Phoebe, her, her and I, and we stopped at uh, somewhere. I forget where it was. Had breakfast with a friend of hers. That was great. And then we drove the rest. It was lovely. So we're there all day. Um, so we let we, we got up about 6.30ish, left about 7. By the time we got there, it was about just just before midday. Just cool. Did, yeah, whatever. Show wasn't until like 6.30. So it was cool. Help set up. Do what I got to do. Yeah, that sort of stuff. Uh, show was great. Uh, it was really kind of nice, good energy, good comedy matches, some good, more harder matches, no hardcore or anything, no death match, uh, which is totally different to what I normally do, but it was very cool. And then, by, and then by the time we got back, we got back to Geelong about, or well, back to my house at least about three o'clock. So that was a bit brutal. And then slept for a couple hours, woke up. Uh, so today was the WWE Royal Rumble, and as I normally do, I have friends over, invited you, Max, you didn't come once again, 
I was asleep on the couch, <laughs> getting scammed. <laughs> yeah, I was busy getting scammed, so I couldn't come around today. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that and we were up this morning because um, as, as I've, I think if anyone follows me on Twitter, um, you know, you would have seen that for Christmas, Phoebe purchased me the God of War uh, cookbook was available at eb games so it's essentially just a, it's a standard cookbook but the, a lot of the meals are uh, designed in things to do with inspired the nine realm by. inspired by the nine realms right <clears throat> so in the past we made some sweet fucking i don't know i've made my, my brain is so dumb right now i can't think of what, what we've made but uh, one of the recipes was sausage rolls i was like oh fucking sausage rolls on rumble day that is a killer combo so we got up this morning we made a metric fuck ton of sausage rolls and they were awesome i say we made them i didn't do shit i put i i purchased everything put a couple things in a bowl and made sure they didn't burn that is it where phoebe did all the work uh all of it pretty much it was as, as insane and they tasted amazing um they didn't like uh, it was using the the spartan spice mix which was tons of fun yeah i absolutely like i've been really really enjoying um doing the, the cook. so I've, I've never been a, a cook just ever it's just not a thing for me i i always kind of eat for function but never really for like the fun of cooking or the flavor experience like except for what you know we uh, we go out for dinner occasionally like as in me and like you know max you and i've gone to like pistol pizza and stuff but even then and that's it, even then that's very kind of not we're not we're not going out for we're not going out for the food we're going out for the yeah, yeah, there's not this extravagant, you know, dining experience. It's like kind of garbage food that we just want to eat t- together. Um, and I go, no, has it don't go out for dinner often? And when I do, I tend to pick like the standard th- stuff anyway. So for me, it's just eating is different. Um, but it's been really kind of fun sort of cooking with a kind of purpose. Like, you know, I think I talked about maybe the last week before where I spent like 80 bucks just in spices alone. Or something I've, I, I've for like the year that I've lived in this house, Never have I used spices until now, and I still don't use them outside of the recipes. But I know it's pretty. It's been been a lot of fun. It's been very very cool. Um, you know, so with Phoebe, like her, like her big one of her big passions is is cooking, and I like eating, and I like PlayStation. So it's it's been a really good combination to sort of um to to have it come together and make make cool stuff. And uh, from as you can see in the in in the chat there Max and the Mullet show who did attend the Rumble route today, he was not being scammed on a couch. Um was a big fan. He may have been, he may have been. I hear the I hear the Rumble route wasn't great. <laughs> Ru- yeah, the Rumble route was he just, fine. He just got scammed in a different way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it like it could have been better. But there was some cool stuff, but it could have been noticeably better. Um, but yeah, so the the understanding is the search rolls are pretty sweet. So that was good. Which nice. is great. But speaking of Phoebe, though, uh, so she she's never been a gamer, like ever, right? Now, you are about to assist in the changing of 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 her of her lifestyle. You are providing her for dollars, of course, PS4. Mm. Yeah. Speak to visit- <laughs> I will I will bring it over at some point this week. Yeah. I still haven't got any of my, my Chromecast, which is the main reason why I haven't done it. Yeah, that's fine. And so one of the things was I was sort of thinking, and I guess this is something we could have a bit of fun with the chat and you know those in the comments, etc. As someone that's never really played games before, if kind of ever, she has full access to the PS4 library. 
what are some things you should check out? Now, obviously on that list is The Last of Us. You know, she's been watching it alongside me. Um, she's keen to give that a burl. But, you know, that's... We might even have to teach you how to, how to you know, use dual analog sticks. Oh, well, clearly she has to play Dark Souls. Yeah, Dark Souls is not the answer. <laughs> Dark Souls is always the answer. Bloodborne. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. We can work with Bloodburn. With Bloodburn. Um, what, what, so, yeah, no, give give her all that give her all that puzzly platformy crap. Give her Sackboy. Puzzly crap. Yeah, Crash Bandicoot would be a good one. MGB in the chat suggests Sackboy. I think um, Sackboy would be good. Now, she does love Sackboy. Knacking the power of Juju. Yeah, yeah. She does love Sackboy. So I found a Sackboy figure. Shut up. Uh, on Facebook Marketplace. And it was like, it was like in a, a Kratos costume. And she went, she went and bought it for me as a gift. She's like, no, I kind of like this better. So I'm just going to keep it. I'm like, okay. Uh, Reverend Puck says, Journey. Journey would be a good one as well. Ratchet and Clank, the 2016 Ratchet and Clank says, buddy, the Ratchet and Clank would be a ripper, ripper choice, especially, you know, the beginnings of some jewel, some jewel stick stuff. Um, the God of War 2018 would be, would be a, a, a must. Uh, Sackboy is not a name of my front area, uh, the Muller asks, and it is not. It is uh, that game. Yeah. You should clearly just get a little bit dreams. A little big planet. Anything. Yeah, but dreams is Puhom, so not happening. Uh, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you, good sir? The Witness, if she likes... Yeah, Witness. So my son's been playing The Witness lately, actually. He, gives, he gave me a video call the other day and he's like, I'm playing this puzzle game. And like, it took him a while and he had he had his first ever rage quit. But uh, yeah, he's been playing The Witness, which is absolutely crazy. Uh, Persona 5. Oh, Persona 5 is a good choice. Yeah, it is a very good choice. But uh, even though I poop, poop on it, it is a very good, is a very good pick. Um, but yeah, my son's been playing The Witness of all, of all fucking games. And he's been been enjoying that too, but yeah, that's that's that's, that's something to be a bit of fun to think about. What kind of games we need to check out? I'm gonna, oh. I'm gonna look over my shelf over there. So, is there anything that jumps out? That was the other thing that I forgot to do yesterday. Um, What's that? I for, your boy forgot to cancel his fucking PlayStation Plus Deluxe subscription. Oh so I got no! One hundred and fucking sixty bucks this morning. Oh, I got to August. Hmm. That actually might be the answer. That PS Plus middle tier. Because the, the games catalog thing. So you get all those PS4 mm. games. That might be that might be the best answer. The way she can play whatever the fuck she likes. But speaking of being able to play whatever the fuck we like, we've been playing some games. Well, Miracle. I've been playing a, I've been playing a game. Mm. <laughs> so thank you to the team over at Bandai Namco Australia. I have been playing... Forspoken. Yeah. So Forspoken has been receiving a little bit of controversy since its release. Uh, it's very average according to the scores. Uh, and one of the, one of the biggest critiques out of it is, at least from the like the demo, was a really bad representation of the game. I would agree with that. Yeah. And the dialogue and writing is a bit poo. Yeah. So, Max, so for, set up the game. Content. What is it? And then we'll go from there. <clears throat> okay. So what is it? Forspoken is. Square Enix's uh, newest open-world RPG game. It's by the team who did Final Fantasy XV. Yeah, Luminous. They're, they're Luminous Productions. It's their first, it's, this is their second title. <laughs> so go them. Woo. 
Uh, and the story is basically you are Frey, you are this girl from uh, this orphan from New York, Hell's Kitchen, who Hell yeah, who Hell's Kitchen, who essentially gets transported to the wonderful world of Athia or Athia, and basically you go on a uh, you discover a magical uh, magical cuff or bracelet or van brace, van, uh, depending on who you're talking to within the world, and you go on an adventure together to solve the mysteries of why Athia is the way it is, the way that it is. Now, unfortunately, the front two thirds of the game, story wise, absolute garbage. Not compelling in any way, shape, or form. There is no reason for the protagonist to want to be where she is, which is why she's so angsty. She's like, I don't give a fuck about any of you people. I don't give a fuck about anything here. This is not my world. This is not my fight. It's not my shit. I just want to go home. She's a whiny little bitch for the majority of the game. And then the last, like the finale, the final third of the game, it's like, oh, this is good. Why wasn't it this the whole way through? Yeah. Um, Without any spoilers, so, why does it transition? Like, do we finally have it, investment it, 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 in it, her it, as a character? Yeah, it, or? It, she herself has investment in the she. We find investment in the world okay. for her, okay. and that you know gives her a reason to be where she is, which is awesome. It's a shame that it didn't come sooner in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the first the first two thirds of the game, just f- from a story point of view, is a bit of a slog. Thankfully, the moment-to-moment gameplay, that that parkour and magic combat system, really good. Mm. Difficult, but really good. Once you get the hang of it, once you get into the flow and the rhythm of what you're doing, it becomes fantastic. Mm. Um, now, there will be... You will find your favorite spells that you kind of just constantly go to. So, um, to those who played the demo or who didn't, Essentially, there is combat magic and support magic. So everything on the right-hand side of the tree is generally your combat magic, and everything on the left-hand side of the skill tree is your support magic. Um, the support magic still does damage, but it's more of a... Like an AOE control sort of thing. Yeah. Essentially, it'll do something other than just damage. So whether it be like a damage over time, an AOE like you suggested, could be a shield, stuff like that. And, event- and essentially, you're you're going through uh, getting gaining more powers and all that stuff. Now, it does have all those open world tropes of there's shit everywhere. <laughs> it's 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 go over here and 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 scout the area and we'll give you a cape. Go over there and and do the labyrinth puzzle and we'll give you a necklace. Go and beat that enemy over there and we'll teach you how to paint your nails a certain way so you get extra bo- bonuses. Now. That's cool. I did a lot of the the sidey stuff that was detours out in the open is world. Uh, the, yeah, the detours are essentially side quests, which I thought was cool because you're detouring from the main the main quest. You're taking a detour out of what you're supposed to be doing to do something else, which I thought was cool. The game is very meta like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of the dialogue is very meta as well, Ugh. to the point where it's very on the nose a lot of the time. Um, which I can understand why a lot of people have a problem with what they're referring to as the cringeworthy mm. dialogue, because some of the dialogue's not great. Like, it really isn't. Uh, but again, once you get to that finale, the game kind of really... It goes very exposition-heavy for a while. You don't do much. You kind of just walk from point to point. Mm-hmm. You get all this information dumped at you, and then you're like, oh, that's cool. And then it's literally go, go, go from then. It's fantastic. It, it What was a really rough takeoff 
they they suck the landing in in my opinion. Okay. Like it, it, it is well worth the slog to get to where it's going. It's just a really rough, turbulent ride on the way through. But like I said, that moment-to-moment gameplay is fun enough that it kept me wanting to play the game. Now, granted, I didn't do every side quest. My trophy collection's at like 40% because I haven't collected all the collectibles or done any of that. My There's two endings. My first ending run, t- run time was about eight and a half hours. After the second ending was about ten and a half hours. The game's not super long. Um... I played it on the, the, just the standard normal difficulty. At no point did I find that I was under-leveled or over-geared. Mm-hmm. Uh, each boss fight was challenging, but not so challenging that it was like um, smashing my head into a wall and not getting anywhere. Um, the final boss fight for this game is one of the most fun I've had since playing Elden Ring. It, it was such an awesome interactive fight with so much different stuff going on. Um, it was just, it, it was awesome. Now, the game doesn't look as great as it did when they showed it off a couple of years ago. Uh, at like, not even not even close. But it doesn't look horrible. Uh, Some of the character models yes. look absolutely garbage. But the vistas themselves, when you're in that open world, they're, they're not horrible. Like, so... You, some of the character models are definitely questionable. Um, unfortunately, Frey, as the protagonist, has a horrible character model. Yeah, uh, but... The, actri- the actress that they modeled her off, she doesn't... She looks remotely similar, but there's a moment... There's a, there's a cutscene near the end of the game where the character model looks immaculate. Yeah. And it doesn't look that way anywhere else in the game, unfortunately. She's... Now, I understand that... I don't know if they're going for that she's disheveled look because she's obviously been thrown into a new world and all mm. that stuff because that's how it looks throughout a lot of the game. But I don't know if it's come across as intentional or if it's just a bad character model. Mm. Okay. So, yeah. But I, I personally had a lot of fun with the game, but a lot of my fun was back-ended at the, at the back end of the story when it was kind of getting to that resolution and wrapping everything up and, and it actually gave us a reason to be where, where we were. And to care about Aether and, and the, the people in it and, and Frey herself. Well, I myself have only put about three hours into it at the moment. Um, so with my busy ass weekend, I didn't get to jump into it like I intended. But I guess you might be able to fill in some of the things that, that, that some of the concerns mm-hmm. for me. So I agree with you that once you start playing the game is where it gets a ton of fun. So one of the first things you do you know the to demonstrate the 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 combat you fight this dragon early very early on in the game like half an hour in not even um and that is stacks of fun really really good fun uh as you sort of start to you know use your cuff to sort of you know essentially uh, uh, those early spells are really kind of like shotgun versus a assault rifle you know it's like it's different kind of bursts and then by using it you know how to dodge and jump and then use your support it's it's tons of fun fighting that dragon i really really enjoyed it um and then once the uh, the open world opens up and you start traversing you can get a good flow and momentum in that parkour you know as you run and just leap on leap on objects and as you upgrade it you you know you can jump higher and and get to places much easier really enjoy that that's really cool one of the problems that i think uh, and that seems to be a very common consensus is that the demo really fucking blows 
because it just throws you in somewhere and it does it does show you the complete like swath that's the word i'm looking for uh the spectrum of what you can do in the game yeah um, but without any of that setup to provide a how it works to why or you know it just doesn't land. For context, the the demo drops you into the third part of the game, which is okay. the third map area. Yeah. So it's uh, it's after you've unlocked the second skill elemental skill tree. So it it it, it you go through so many steps to earn that that you it teaches you along the way, and it's dropped you in with everything and you have no idea how to use it yeah the demo was a really poor example of what this game was purely because they're like here's almost everything we're not going to show you how to do it we're going to show you how anything works just just go and do it yourself yeah and that i think was a disservice to this game most definitely because i Because because it does such a good job of onboarding you to begin with whereas the demo doesn't hmm especially one of the things I really did just quite heavily dislike is the UI in the menus. I think it's ugly. It's hideous. It's doing this weird fisheye lens, uh, look like an old CRT TV, but crapper. Mm-hmm. Um, and when in the demo, it does that. It, it, and you're seeing the complete wide range of skill tree and upgrades. And it just looks, it's ugly. And then there's a lot so it's really like overwhelming going, this is gross. I can't work with this. But as you uh, play and you start to expand it bit by bit, even the visual aesthetics are still not not that endearing. You know where you're going. You can read what it is and it doesn't feel so overwhelming uh, in a negative way, which is great. The consensus around the story being bad, at least from my experience so far, is absolutely true. Um It is written incredibly poorly so far. It reads to me like now we know who wrote this game. It was with Gary Witter and Amy Henning, right? So like mm-hmm. at least I know Henning had some involvement in it, but um, oh, that's it. Uh, 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 the other guy whose name I, I just said and I forgot it. What's his name? Gary Witter. Gary Witter. Like I know he has did a big hunk of this writing, but and I like he's great. He's, you know, we've seen other work that he's done before, but so the problem that I have with this, it feels like someone trying to write a teenager, let alone a female teenager, and have no idea how. The, it, I would like your point of meta, like the level, like it's meta, self-referential meta to a point that it is, it's just bad. Like you know, it's it's. We saw it in the trailers, like you know, don't move that with my fuck with my freaking mind. I mean, it's it's like it is, yeah. Like it's it's that Marvel dialogue to it to its worst extent. It's that mm. you know, what was I talking about the other, the other day? I think it was something, about something else. Oh, when we were talking about the Last of Us, um, in episode uh, one or two, the power of silence, right? There moments where something can sit, or when words don't need to be used, is is fine. Like it, it actually makes tension. It makes what you've already said more impactful. It makes the next thing you say more impactful if you choose to be that way. Where in this game, no one shuts the fuck up. She's always talking. The cuffs always talking. Everyone has to be the wittiest person in the room. 
even the fucking cuff. And an inanimate object has to be the wittiest person in the room. And it, it feels like I'm watching a, like Rick and Morty, right? Where everyone's just going. There's no time to sit down. Like watch, I was playing high, uh, high, uh, high on life over the Christmas break. And it's that same energy. I'm like, oh, what? You know, it's just not good. And so Solitaire in the chat, now I am a friend, uh, has jumped in and goes, I honestly thought the story complaint were just the misogynist screaming again. But then playing the game, I was like, ooh, maybe they're right. There is nothing, like in terms of my criticism towards the game, in terms of these things, nothing to do with either the, either the gender or the ethnicity of the individual. Mm. Because at no point have I mentioned any concerns around, the, around their gender or, or sorry, around their, their nationality. I highlighted gender because I believe the writers misunderstood how a female speaks. Mm. And that's my, and like, that's the asterisk. So it's not because she's a female and, you know, because it's what, it's, it's kind of the challenge that like I have with, I think a lot of movies these days or even a lot of things is for, for this, for Fraser character, like I love non-endearing characters right my favorite one of my favorite of all time is it's always sunny in philadelphia they are dumpster people you are not supposed to like them but the what i'm seeing right now is you know people that they write non-endearing characters and that's it like there's no extra you know like i'm, I'm playing this game and like her like just uh, uh, uh what's the word i'm looking for <sighs> her cynicism pessimism whichever is always back in you know with that smart ass responses like that whole nihilist attitude it it doesn't land for me because it's just nothing and everything means nothing and you know who fucking cares and like well then why why are you doing anything what's the compelling part of your character if you go oh give fuck why i'm here whatever you mean like unfortunately you don't know that until the end of the game exactly and like granted it ended it so hard that it it yeah yeah it's rough and it's to me it's a common writing issue that's going on not just in games but in in a lot of media and i understand like you know as we we head into sort of you know self i love community community is built entirely on self self referencing and being self-aware enough to know what you're in mixed with meta commentary and meta analysis right and i and community does it better than almost anything else and anyone that tries to do it doesn't land right and i and i would agree with that here and the performances, they're, 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 I believe they are average because they are working with average material. You know, one of those things everyone's like, oh, you know, there are such things as bad actors, 100%. Bad actors can be bad actors. But bad writing, even with exceptional actors, will deliver subpar performances. Mm. And that's, I believe that's what we're seeing here. That's my, that's my honest um, thought on that. And I hope, because I remember saying to you, like, I hope that there is a reason why she is like this. Now, Grant, the game sets up that she sort of lives by herself in this little shanty fucking burnt down house. She's, done, you know, lives a life of crime. You know, she's had she a, was a, she was a ba- she was abandoned as a child yeah. and all that stuff. Like she's had a very unfortunate she's, upbringing. She's, she's named after the tunnel that she was found in. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I get that. And like, that's, that's, that's a good beginning of an endearing character. And I understand why her attitude would be fuck the world, right? And why nothing, everything means nothing because you don't have anything. So it's, but like 
feel that more, add a bit to that more, add some layer to her. Because right now she feels surface level in one note. And I, and my biggest challenge, and I guess it's kind of a, because one of the big selling points of this game, or the, the way, one of their dot points was it's, it's a JRPG with Western sensibilities. That was kind of what they were trying to say. And I guess in true JRPG, tr- true JRPG fashion, like the things, it doesn't get good until like two thirds of the way in. I feel that's really poor design. And Luminous, because Final Fantasy XV was apparently the same boat, right? It doesn't get good until like chapter seven or some bullshit. And if this is the second thing that Luminous Productions has ever done, I, I'd be surprised if we don't see Luminous much more. Like, you know, in terms of... Because t- the Luminous engine, which they use, there are moments, like you said, where the game looks fantastic. The world looks cool. For me, I don't know, I don't know what mode you're playing on, but for me, Frey looks fine. Like, mo- like in cutscene, she looks great. So I'm playing performance with 120 hertz turned on. Yeah, I, I, I'm not because when I was Because when I was playing on fidelity or pretty mode or whatever um when i'm when turning the camera it fucking noticeably staggered along i'm like i'm not fucking putting up with that shit so i turned it on um yeah i turned it to performance yeah i'm doing performance with 16 though not 120 because i noticed quite a substantial downgrade in resolution (laughs) so i kept it at 60 and i I, for me it's perfectly fine um so she looks great sometimes you know but she's probably the best looking out of all of them there's a woman that you see very early on when you go into athia uh and she's like the woman that helps you out she looks like shit she looks like a ps3 level like character model she looks it's soft there's no features almost there's no shadows on her face she looks horrendous and you spend a lot of time with this character she looks great like, like absolute shit compared to the you know Frey looks great then you find the young girl that the character model of that young girl awesome she looks so good compared like you know they look like like part of each other right the judge at the start of the game looks like poo they they all the gang kids that try to jump they jump at the start of the game a they suck as characters because they're written poorly but they also look like shit too like it's one of those things where like oh we it's it's that very jrpg sorry very anime aesthetic right you know who the main character is because they look different look better than everybody else that's exactly what we got here yeah but yeah no once again i'm only three hours in um, a very strong stance for three hours in but i have been playing other things which we'll get to in a moment um i'm not hating it as much as i expected i expected because i remember saying like i'm gonna play this because i think it's going to be poo but as you said once you start playing it boy does that tone change mm. the second there's no cut scenes I, if i could play it on mute and just punch it and do my cool magic and whatever I would probably do that. Probably do that. Yeah. Let's jump in the chat though and see what some people have uh, have thrown in. MGB jumps in and goes, I got a code from Bandlin Emco also, and I personally really like it. It's very cheesy with the plot and such, but I enjoyed the gameplay loop. All of the controls you do have to get used to it first. That is very true. Um, I find that once your f- the movement goes, it's very fluid. It's super easy to pivot, you know, to turn and get where you want to be. But when you're just walking, like it's got that real jerky kind of like, you want to walk up to the table to pick up the thing and it kind of doesn't quite know where it wants to go. Um, and that, that is kind of a downside. Anytime, anything you time work with a game that's designed on speed and, and, and movement, you find it's very stilted when it's uh, not movement. 
uh, and also adds basically quote it's how do you do fellow kids in video game writing form that's the the kind of the energy i think that's there would you agree with that yeah to a degree yeah so what's the what's the to the degree part what what's the asterisk on that so (laughs) there's there's a point in the game where fraser character has a a, quite a massive shift that's that's what i'm itching for and the dialogue picks up from there because she now has a reason. So, but for the majority of the game, because she is this orphan character, because for most of her life, it has always been her versus the world. No one, no one's been there for her. No one's in it for her. She's always, she's always had that fuck everything mentality. Mm. And then there, there is a, there is a definitive point in the game where she no longer has that outlook because of circumstances because of circumstances and she she doesn't completely change as a person but she changes it enough that it's no longer fuck you fuck this fuck that it's you're an idiot fuck it i'll help you or you're this this is fucked but I will do this because I'm the hero or this it's is the right thing to do. To do. Or, yeah. It's the right thing to do. She's, she, she gets over that. It's me versus the world to her being, well, I'm part of this now and I should care about what happens. Mm. Which is good. Like it, totally. There is, there is growth. Unfortunately, it fucking takes forever to get to that point. Uh, Lamarcho adds, Breaking Bad is a perfect example of the power of science. It is. Um, it's, I think, uh, Vince Gilligan understands, like, the building tension, and that, that helps. Um, Solitaire adds to MGB, yeah, it was def- it was a defo dude born in the 70s riding 40 years out of their comfort zone. Yeah, it's because, like, it's it, even down to how she speaks, right? It's, it's, to me, it reads as a stereotype of what you think's, a, a Gen Z young person would speak. And even myself as someone in their thirties, I don't know. Like I, I'm very aware oh, as my camera poos itself. Give me one second. Like I'm very aware that like, I'm not down with what's cool, young and hip. Cause who the fuck says cool, young and hip. But I know that like it, I wouldn't have tried to write that character. Uh, and then MGB adds, and then we'll move on to something to the next thing. So they, they add, makes me question what's going on with Square. Like, I really hope their upcoming slate will be good, but this is not a good start for Square's 2023. It's not good for my draft, that's for sure. Um, for spoke was it's, what's its average at the moment? Like six, seven, which is fine. And that's the other thing as well. Seven is fine. Seven is a good game, and I would agree the game is good. Like seven out of ten isn't like this game is the like the shittest thing in the world. The if it was a three, it would be. Even a five. A five means the game is fine. It's right down the middle. It's neither good nor bad. And I would argue this game is a six or a seven because there are mo- there are things about it that are bad, but there are things about it that are good. And seven is good. Mm. 
Um, but in terms of Square, that's a great, that's a much bigger conversation. Like, where you know what Square's plans are, we understand that you know it looks like they're trying to sell off. They had tried to sell off a bunch of their things. You know, like are they looking to be sold or picked up or, or something? We don't know. And Square haven't had a lot of success in any of the games, especially their live services. Um, in in connection with their new hard on for NFTs. Um, it's a dangerous time for for that like publisher. But speaking of our of our fantasy draft, Max. So like I got for spoken on my list. It's not looking that great for me at the moment. It's not a good start to my to my draft. You on the other hand picked up uh, Dead Space remake on your list. Mm. Came in at your fourth round pick, and I've been playing it. Now, granted, once again. Uh, this is very first impressions because of my busy ass weekend. Uh, so big thank you to the team over at Electronic Arts, who we haven't spoken to in a while. I hit them up for the first time in a little while and they are more than, more than lovely and kind and provided us a review code for, uh, Dead Space. Uh, have you played, did you play Dead Space back in the day? Never played a Dead Space game. Me either. Me either. I've been told, I've been told to play the original before playing the remake. Ah, okay. Well, I have not done that. So I haven't played the original Dead Space. Not for any reason, just never did. But playing this, A, fuck. It's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Uh, every, it's, it's, it's fascinating. So for context, you're playing, uh, you are, you're, like, you're, you're a space dude. You, you you land on this space station uh comms are down shit looks fucked what's going on you need to investigate what's going on incoming space horror right having coming having played the callisto protocol recently and going well this game sucks and if this is a spiritual successor to dead space that's concerning no no dead space is fucking stacks better stacks better just an example is it's very similar in that you know, the, the best way to take on these creatures as one of the first things you see when you start exploring is remove the limbs. Like, take off their limbs, slow them down then the, before they come to you. Callisto Protocol had a very similar thing. It's so much better here. Callisto tried to deliver what was the alleged um, same slow, heavy movement that is Dead Space. Dead Space remake feels heavy but doesn't play heavy. And that's a key difference. So even when you do get swarmed by monsters, like I haven't, like I haven't looked for like a quick turn or whatever, but it doesn't matter because you turn at, at a, it still feels like sluggish. It still feels like you're working this big, heavy mechanical suit as you turn around, but it's not like, Ugh! and then you're fucking stabbed, which is what Callisto did. It's, it plays so fun. The scares are really good. And what I, what I find that it does as well, and I, and I feel it's doing this intentionally, is it builds up your 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 safety. Like at the beginning of the game, it comes in shit scary. You get your gun. Suddenly you can start taking out, you know, they start coming at you one by one. Like, All right, cool. I don't know how to take these monsters down. Fine. Poof. Yeah, take out a leg. Boom. Take out the other leg. They crawl towards you. You stomp them, right? Suddenly two come. Oh shit, well I can't. 
if I just take out their legs, then they'll still come crawling at me. They still got their big fucking damage arms. It's not going to be enough. So I take out their arms, and then you got when you got two coming out, you got to reconsider how that works. Cool. And then and then then once you nail that, they go okay. And then some start coming from behind you. So you're having to rethink about it. So I'm playing with my Atmos setup as as, as I've talked about before. The sound design, fantastic. So hearing them come up behind you fucking horrifying just random ass noises happening as you're walking through this like breaking down on fire dilapidated space station awesome really get them scares up here because you'll hear like like, uh, it builds that builds that tension as a lot you know as you have those moments of kind of quiet but once you start building up that comms i know how to take these these guys out this is fine this is great and then the game finds a way to fuck with you a little bit Hey, you have to turn all the lights off to, to you know, you need to re- redistribute the power. Turn all the lights off. Oh, suddenly things get a bit gnarlier. Things get a bit more intense. Uh, it's it's fun. I am really, really enjoying it. Like, because this is like, once you, because once, once you're making your path to get whatever thing you got to do and you got to hike back, you does build that confidence. I'm like, yeah, cool. And then it throws a spanner. To, to, to shift that momentum or shift that energy and then suddenly that tension builds up again which i think is one of the biggest problems with with horror games is maintaining that level of fear or or, or i guess using the word, using the word tension because i think it's probably the most accurate one right because like yeah. there are jump scares but what you need is that constant sense of unsafety and that constant sense of unease and when you're playing a horror game and once you start you know getting more powerful guns you get more power-ups you, you things that what was scary what was scary before is no longer scary because you have a way around it so by constantly switching it and and, and altering it even so we go oh you feel safe we've changed it is is huge uh yeah visually the game is as i mentioned before absolutely stunning playing on the ps5 uh it looks awesome the suit looks great i'm playing with ray tracing because i want to see how fucking exceptional it look and holy fuck now I did bump it off the performance mode to the fidelity mode because it is a substantial downgrade, like very visually noticeable. So much so that like that Phoebe was like, "That looks really bad." Flick it over, suddenly things get sharper. But like the like a sixty to thirty or whatever it was, thirty's fine. But like the sixty would be great. But like at the cost of the sharpness and of the lighting, like nah, man, I'm happy to play it on on the performance uh, on the um, fidelity mode here. Um, now because part of the agreement, you're like, oh, hey, uh, Ryan, you play Dead Space, I'll play Forspoken, and I kind of play a little bit of both. Uh, <laughs> do you have any questions about Dead Space? Are you going to check it out now that you have access to it too? Oh, sorry. Yes, I do have access to it too. Yeah, are you going to play it as well? Or are you going? To- uh, yes, I'm. Now that I've finished with Forspoken, I will. I will jump across and start playing Dead Space. Yeah. Well, do you have any questions about my early impressions with it so far? No, I think you covered it really well. I'm looking forward to playing it. Um, I'm not great with like spooky dread crap, mm. so we'll see how we go. Sci-fi is also super not my my go-to genre. Um, so depending on how much I enjoy the moment to moment gameplay, I don't know if it'll hold my attention for too long, mm. but that's more of a, a me thing than an issue with the, with the game itself. Yeah. I'd be curious to see, to see how that, right. how that goes for you, which would be, which would be great. One of the biggest ones that I know of was, uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. 
I'm not a Star Wars guy, but that game was enough of Dark Souls that it's like, yeah, I can play this. Yeah. But yeah, man, so so we'll there is another game that I have been playing this week. Um, I can't talk about it just yet. Um, but it, yeah, look, it's not, it's not Harry Potter, all right? It's not Hogwarts yet. So don't, yeah, don't, okay. don't get all excited. Fuck, I wish it was Hogwarts, eh? Um, <laughs> so and I did also get a review code uh, for a game called... Uh, oh, fuck, what was it called? Startup Company. Uh, I saw it and I was like, oh, that looks fucking dumb. An email came through, poop. I haven't played it yet, but it looks right up my alley. It's essentially one of those little like management games where you build your own little company and you sort of expand and grow. Like kind of like game dev story, which I'm also a big fan for. Game dev tycoons. I cannot, yeah. So I'm itching to play that too. Just like, that's like a good little mindless game where I can build some Garbo company to be a very average company. <laughs> but it's been really cool. Like in terms of, if you if you were asked us like two weeks ago, but it was like everything was really quiet. We're like, no, we've got no games coming, the codes. I'm like, um, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, hence why I could go back and play Uncharted. And it's like, yeah, whatever. And now suddenly there's like five codes in in that we have available to us right now. I'm like, damn. And then Maybe if Hogwarts kicking the door down hard, yeah. And then if yeah, and then if Hogwarts is on the way too, there's another one, and there's a couple other games coming out soon. It's like, man, shit suddenly picked up, and that's before the PSVR even lands. God damn. It's exciting times ahead. Speaking of patreon.com slash popcultures, please help us do PSVR things. I say that and I'm like, we're going to buy it anyway. I'm just being shameless and gross. I'm just e-begging like a piece of shit. All right, let's get into the section we call Inform the Players. We tell you about what happened this week in PlayStation. Speaking of shameless and gross, let's talk about HBO. Yeah. <laughs> hey. uh, so as everyone knows, The Last of Us is a massive hit at yeah, the man. moment. Episode three airs today of uh, time of publishing. Get fucking yeah. ready. What an episode. So we finally have digital data. Um, and the news is pretty good for Sony. Yeah. HBO's hit show has had a colossal impact on sales for both The Last of Us Part 1 and The Last of Us Remastered with sales increasing... 305 to 337% week over week, respectively, in the UK alone. Mm. Which is huge. Massive. Also, in other HBO Last of Us related news, HBO announced this week that it has renewed its TV adaptation of Last of Us for a second season. After an, over- after an overwhelmingly positive reception from both critics and fans, which has been... Uh, which has seen it to become the most popular TV shows out at the moment, the company will now create another series of episodes, presumably focusing on The Last of Us Part 2, giving HBO the chance to bring new characters like Abby, and Abby, Dinah, and Owen to life. Neil Druckmann has said, quote, I'm humbled, honored, and frankly overwhelmed that so many people have tuned in and connected with our retelling of Joel and Ali's journey. The, ca- the collaboration with, with uh, Craig Mazin, our incredible cast and crew, and HBO exceeded my already high expectations. Now that we have the absolute pleasure of being able to do it again with season two, on behalf of everyone at Naughty Dog and PlayStation, thank you. Also, for those who don't have access to HBO or Binge or anything like that, the first episode can be watched completely free on YouTube. Awesome. Man. Check it out. What you should also check out, by the way, is go check out the HBO's podcast for The Last of Us. It's uh, hosted by Troy Baker with Neil Druckmann and Craig Mazin. And holy shit, is it good? Like, if you if you really like, you know, wanting to have a listen to, you know, how how or why they made these tonal tonal choices or writing choices, especially when it comes from adapting the game to the screen, 
how awesome it's great because you've got you've got the one of the co-creators of of the last of us plus the guy that played joel in the last of us plus the guy that helped bring it to tv like so you, you're seeing it from like three different perspectives and they each tackle it in a very different way it's very very good listen i listened to, we listened to episode one and two on the drive to horsham and um oh man so so good so good but uh, yeah, part two, the not-so-controversial, everyone agrees on it, part two. That is going to be some interesting television. Which, which you know, obviously we have, neither you or I have finished season two, season one yet. Um, I'm about halfway, and I think you're about the same. We're the same. I think we've yeah. seen the same in um, So it's pretty much indicating that the season one does end uh, at... The yeah, they've, the they've said that yeah. it's a season one will encompass all of part one, and I I'm fairly sure I read that season two would be based on part two, but they're concerned that part two was so big it wouldn't fit into one season of television. Yeah, I feel that like I feel it like they might have to do more than nine episodes, or even maybe yeah. do one like half season, say six episodes as part of the Abbey side and six episodes part of the Alley side potentially. Uh, probably the safest bet. Buddy Watson, it's so hard to listen to Troy Baker as Troy Baker. I love it, but I also hate it because Troy Baker has an exceptional voice and it makes me go, what the fuck does my voice sound like that, you pissed? Also, hey, Flashy, how you doing? Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, very, very good. I'm glad the game, uh, the games are doing so well. So well. Uh, buddy Watson, people will lose their minds in part two. They aren't ready. And it's totally true. And like, none of you have seen part mm-hmm. episode three yet. But I guarantee you the same folks that have issues with, with part two will have an issue with episode three. And you'd be, I would, I would, I wouldn't expect there to be a lot of unnecessary and inaccurate controversy around episode three. Exactly like part two. But uh, I almost said part three instead of episode three for the TV show. You know why that is, Max? Because Neil yeah, Druckmann... Oh, because you wrote the news. I wrote the news. Yeah, that's, <laughs> the big part is because you wrote the news, Doc. But second point is because Neil Druckmann, speaking with BuzzFeed, has addressed the topic uh, of a part three, com- uh, commenting that a stu- the studio may move on from The Last of Us if it can't work something out for part three. Quote, I know there's a bunch of people wondering about The Last of Us part three and whether that will be a thing or not. All I can say is, at Naughty Dog, we're very, very privileged that our publisher is Sony. They have supported us every step of the way to follow our passions. Meaning that just because something is successful, people think that there's all this pressure and we have to make a sequel. That That's not the case. End quote. He also explains that if Naughty Dog, quote, can come up with a compelling story that, that, that has this universal message and statement about love, which is the through point of the, of the series of Last of Us Part 1 and 2, and I talk a lot about that in, in our Last of Us reviews, episode reviews, quote, uh, end quote, and the t- and team will make it happen. If not, quote, we have a very strong ending with Part 2 that, we, that will be the end, end quote. They also mentioned in the interview that they're pretty much done with Uncharted. Yeah. Like, as Naughty Dog, they're done with Uncharted. We may see Uncharted in different ways. They didn't say this, of course. But, like, we won't be seeing Naughty Dog do an Uncharted 5 or anything like that. Do you want to see a part three of The Last of Us? 
I do. Actually, I do. I, I want you so bad. Like, I obviously won't talk about this about any any major plot points of part two, especially knowing there's a TV series and just general, you know, um, respect. Uh, I believe it ends in such a way that it deserves a part two. That it deserves a part three, even though a big part of what the last of us sets up is that there isn't always the ending that you want. So if they don't do a part three, cool. Because it also fits that greater story. But as buddy in the chat says, it deserves a part three. And I would most definitely agree. Very keen. But yeah, like just, you know, like I, like I don't see Abby being involved in the part three, but, continuing the story of Ali would be nice um yeah very cool you gonna do the next one I can what were you just what are you just what are you distracted by I I, I technically did the first two so I thought you were gonna do the the next two that's cool well only because like this one has gets you more excited than anything uh yeah okay so dual sense uh the the Sony's official pro controller Hit the shelves this week, uh, but it is being kind of dragged through the mud for its downscaled battery online. Yep. As reported by Bud's controllers on Twitter, the premium controller, which retails for $339 in Australia, has a literal smaller battery than the standard DualSense controller. Uh, smaller batteries don't necessarily mean shorter battery life. It all depends on what kind of battery uh, they are utilizing. However... Due to most of, uh, however, reported by most of the published DualSense Edge reviews, it suggests that the controller doesn't last long when staying unplugged. Uh, it's getting roughly around six hours of life between charges. Yeah. Gross. Rough. Rough. So it's it's the cost of two and a half uh, two and a half DualSense controllers at. And it doesn't last uh, very long at all. No, which is a real shame. Now, yeah, so understandably, like, you know, for those that want extra control, extra controllability, like back, back buttons and stuff, you better not want to play games for long. No. Uh, now, I must admit, I'm in a fairly where I game. I have my controllers permanently plugged in. Yeah, because you're sitting um, in. Very, front, you sit at your desk very, where you're very, sitting I, right I, now. I sit, at, I sit at my desk where I'm sitting right now. So the the controller stays plugged in, so it's not really an issue for me. But for people who play uh, wireless, six hours is rough. Yeah, so like where I sit, as although, example, in my lounge in room. saying that, in saying that, I don't know many people who s- play for that prolonged period of time who would, like as a general consumer, um, six hours could be enough. Mm. So... It depends. But as Buddy Dad uh, as, chat, as, as yeah. Buddy puts in the chat, there's a three meter braided cable in there. But should you, you have know, to? Well, one, should you have to? And two, like, it, that's fine if you're playing in a room alone. But if there's anything else in the room that just fucking rips that out. Yeah, you and I both have children. That ain't happening. Like, that child will pull that or trip on it or run over it on something, you know? Yeah, someone who has a 30-meter land cable running through his house and his kid trips over it constantly, <laughs> a 3-meter cable would just not be great. Yeah. And, like, I'm granted to depending on what your setup is. <sighs> and the other thing is, if you're paying... You're, you're paying so much more for, for, for uh, some extra accessibility options and the two back paddles, 
it really should have a better battery in it. Yeah. When yeah, when you're paying four hundred dollars for the controller, the minimum should be better battery. Because that's what you're like it's it's one of those things like what's one of the biggest updates every year on an iPhone? Better battery. How come this controller can't do that? But uh, yeah, and I guess like depending on your setup, like say, because I don't play here at my desk because I have a lounge room, so I like to be in my lounge room. Um, and the three meter cable would work, uh, but like I guess you know I but I also have a, a power cable that runs under my couch that sits down there so I can plug my, my phone charger or whatever in there, and I guess I could just plug the controller into the, that I suppose. And I imagine most people have that sort of setup where they might have a like a somewhere to plug their phone in while they're at the couch. So I guess you just mm. swap the cables over, which is not a bad. It's like a fair criticism, but also it's kind of like, yeah, it's one it's it's very uh weirdly in the in the middle. Oh, and I've got the next bit of news, but something just fucking stabbed me in the eye hole. Can you please read what, read what Buddy said in the chat while I Yeah, so but Buddy puts in the chat, I don't think you are the market the target market though most of the rise shoes and even third-party xbox controllers are wired that's true marketed for zero latency esports that is absolutely true and i think that's probably one of the big differences as well as that's very true but yeah that's actually a very good point all right quick bits which is where we throw throw a bunch of little, little bit of news bits together and have come together uh one sony adds trophies uh adds trophies to the ps classic no heroes allowed woo uh, Horizon Forbidden West multiplayer leak shows an old build with quote Fortnite style characters. This list landed on Reddit. I did see a, a picture of it. It looks kind of charming, actually. Would I play it? Yeah, I would. Shameless. Uh, Witcher 3 PS5 to get a patch very soon. Any reason why it needs to be patched so hard? I'm not sure. I know the, the PC version needs to be patched because it's broken. Oh, brutal. But it, it seemed fine on PlayStation 5 when I played it. Yeah. Uh, the PS I would imagine minor bug fixes and performance stuff. Yeah, probably. Uh, the PS up the PlayStation app update allows you to match colors with your PS Five. If you dark mode on the app, it'll dark mode your PlayStation Five. Oh, that's kind of cool. Like a color scheme match. Yeah, well, there you because yeah, because you can't really change themes or anything. So like that's if you can if you get like oh you had a cool theme on your console it would match on your phone but. It's not a thing on the PS5. God of War Ragnarok has been nominated for five awards at the Game Developers Conference. Damn right it should have. Atomic Heart has gone gold ahead of its Feb release date. That's the 21st. Get excited. Looks pretty cool. Social media mutterings have Sony focusing on a PS6 and not a mid-cycle pro. What do you think? What are your thoughts on that? Good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't need a mid-gen refresh. Move to the next one. It's probably the safest yeah. bet. Um, yeah, fucking hell. I mean, what would they improve? Yeah, yeah. Like, I think, yeah. I, th I think they're they they they're still doing that, um, fucking mid-gen drive edition yeah. thing. But I don't know if it needs a pro version. I would argue that, like, simply due to the, the hit of product shortages, like the production shortage, that there would be non- Which is, wait. Yeah. You know, like the reason that the reason the PS Pro exists, the PS4 Pro existed, was simply because, like the financial restrictions or whatever, we couldn't they couldn't make the next gen consoles that they wanted. They had to extend the time of the PS4, and 
I don't think PS5 would, would be experiencing the same. Uh, and as per Nacon's earning report, Lord of the Rings Golem will uh, be releasing by September this year. I completely forget about this game every time. It was supposed to come out September last year. Oh, it totally was too. Uh, speaking about things that should be coming out, here right. are the upcoming titles for the next week. On 30th of January, we have uh, Brick Firewall, PS5, PS4. 31st of January, we have Power Wash Sim, PS5, PS4. Um, Raiden 4 X Mikado Remix, PS5, PS4. SpongeBob SquarePants, The Cosmic Shake, PS4. Season, PS5, PS4. Straylight, PS4. And We Were Here Forever, PS5, PS4. The 1st of February, we have Football Manager 2023, PS5, and Rhythm Sprout, PS5, PS4. 2nd of February, we have Braves Rage, Chef Life, a Restaurant Simulator, PS5, PS4. Puzzle Bobble 2X, Buster Move 2, Arcade Edition, and Puzzle Bobble 3, Buster Move 3, S Tribute on PS4. What a mouthful that was. Uh, Deliver Us Mars, PS5, PS4. Exit Man Deluxe, PS4. Fashion Police Squad, PS5, PS4. And lastly, on the 3rd of February, we have Halvedi on PS4 and Seed of Life coming to PlayStation 5. Well, I don't know what Seed of Life is, but it sounds like a farming game. I'm in. Uh, and what what popped me there was Chef's Life, a restaurant simulator. Like, uh, have, being an incredible fan of Cook, Serve, Delicious, which I also got an email this week about Cook, Serve, Delicious Forever uh coming which is like the next one in the game uh is in the franchise Woo! give me some give me some chef sims but yeah. uh yeah spongebob looks cool season looks cool which is you know we played the demo and talked about that previously um but yeah it's very 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 exciting anything jump out at you max this week or are you just going to spend it with dead space i'm just gonna set it with dead space but a little bit yeah it's probably, probably a good call anyway uh and uh yeah deliver yeah deliver our smarts uh, this looks pretty cool. That game is that on any? Well, Atomic Heart is on my list of the of my fantasy games, mm-hmm. on my fantasy draft and Mega Creek drafts. That's pretty exciting. Uh, Deliver Us Mars was on our potential pick list, but neither of us jumped on it. Um, it, it does look pretty sweet. I'm keen, I'd be keen to, to possibly check that one out too. Big thank you everyone for joining us this week for the show. Hope you all had a, a lovely good time. And as we say, uh, you know, time is the greatest gift that you can give someone because we have a finite amount of it. So thank you for choosing to spend some of that finite time with us. Max, send him home. And you can spend time with us every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. But if you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, come and check out our socials. Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash swapcultures where you can watch us record this show live or you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are listening on podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you watch us on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, and comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. If you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash swapcultures. As well as our merchandise store, because we to shop, we can buy shirts and other sort of shit without logos on it. But until next week, I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And that was for the players.